Welcome, 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 geeks and nerds, girls and boys, to a brand new edition of Geek to Me Radio, episode 203. Today we are joined by actor Adele Pomeranke discussing her role in the recent movie The Penitent Thief. We'll then talk with Brian Volkwies all about the holiday movies that made us, season two of A Toy Store Near You, and more. Stand by. We're talking TV, comics and movies, and video games. And if you don't know, Star Trek from Star Wars, we'll try to explain. There are 12 doctors for Hogwarts houses, one ring rolls and For those of you just joining us for the first time, welcome to Geek to Me Radio. I'm your host, James Enstall. Each week, we try to bring you a brand new show. I will apologize to our guests, though, because these were interviews that I had done back in December. And just due to the holiday crush and things going on in life, it happens sometimes. I'm just now getting to air some of these. The good news is we've got a lot of great shows. If you're just now tuning in, make sure to check out our back catalog. There's 202 other shows for you to listen to and a lot of great guests None better than my current two guests, Adele Pomeranke and Brian Volkwies. We're going to start out talking to Adele Pomeranke. Right now we're talking with actor Adele Pomeranke about an upcoming movie, The Penitent Thief. Uh, There's a lot to talk about. Pro ballerina turned actress, singer, songwriter, a lot to cover. Adele, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Doing well. Thanks so much for taking the time today. Um, We'll start with the movie, A Penitent Thief, out in December 22nd. Uh, Is this going to be on streaming? Is it going to be in theaters, too? I know there's a lot of back and forth between how movies are released in 2020. (laughs) I know, I know. We really wanted it to come out in theaters, but I think we're going to have a better turnout. Is From what I hear, it's going to be out um, streaming, VOD. um, So that, that gives the opportunity for more people to get to see it. And I've seen some people who are still, they're doing still screenings because I mean, this is kind of like uh, we work all this time in this movie. Uh, so they're still doing screenings for the uh, the celebrities and their families and stuff and limited capacities and theaters and things like that. Did Have you gotten to see it at all yourself yet? Have you, uh, have you, did you have a cast screening at least? No, no, I haven't gotten to see it yet. So I'm kind of nervous, but I'm also excited about it. I think I'll, I might wait and watch it for the first time. Uh, maybe like with my family virtually, like a watch party. I think it might be more fun that way. Yeah, that kind of adds a little bit more yeah. uh, circumstance and, and pomp to it. Yeah, yeah. Then I feel like they're not missing out on getting to see it for the first time with me because otherwise I would have tried to invite them to come along to watch it for like a private, like like you would traditionally do. Sure. And I obviously, we as we just said, 2020 has been uh, quite the year to say the least with, uh, with this obviously now wrapped uh things are starting to pick back up a little bit but it sounds like there's some more closure i think you're in california so how is mm-hmm. uh how is the the film and the acting and all the music videos and everything how has that been going out there lately in the past couple of months 
It's been, it's actually finally started to pick up a little bit. I finally gotten some auditions. Um, I know that, um, so the union SAG has now created some protocols so that we could open and start um, filming as long as we follow these um, certain steps on how to do it. So um, to keep it safe and everything like that. So finally things are slowly waking up and people are, you know, testing the grounds and figuring it out. And so that's good because it was a long time of, geez, when are, when are we going to get to do anything again? And I do know that like, right, it's just nuts. And like, I did get to film a bit of a project in June for like the two weeks that um, LA opened back up and then closed. It was kind of like a miraculous window had opened (laughs) and I got to be on a film. Yeah. Be in a film for that. And that's going to be coming up soon. And I'm really excited for that project too. So, so a lot going on, obviously Uh, let's go back a few steps. Uh, Pro ballerina, you started Mm -hmm. out very, very young into dancing. And if I believe I remember correctly, your grandmother was a retired oh, New yeah. York dancer. And she kind of, is that something you kind of like wanted to get into where you kind of uh, led down the path and found you loved it? How did the, uh, how did it all begin? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was definitely, it was definitely her influence at first. She was like, Oh, um, I have a granddaughter and she, she bought me like a little tutu set when I was like <laughs> three for Christmas. And I was all excited about it and it came with a wand and I decided that I was always going to wear this outfit and so they enrolled me and she enrolled me in like uh, tap and jazz and ballet and singing and musical theater. And um, I just loved it and kept doing it and then ended up really showing my interest in it as I got older. It was never super pushed on me to do. My family was very encouraging of whatever you wanted to do with your life. We would, you know, support that. Um, and so, but dance, yeah, I just, I ended up being so much like my grandmother, like to this day, Hmm. uh, I was very much a a lot like her and she was a huge influence on that. If it wasn't for her, I don't think I would be where I am today for sure. And then fast forward, she was a fierce person. (laughs) And that's the the best kind of women in our life always drive us like that as the, uh, the, the, the fierce people kind of, sometimes we need that to be led in that direction and kind of shown the ropes as it were. Yeah. And a lot of fire under you, you know, exactly. And then fast yeah. forward a little bit, you're you're in Tennessee uh, doing dance there. Yeah. You end up kind of doing music videos. You start to kind of uh, sing and song, right? Mm-hmm. So it almost like another chapter is kind of open up, or did it feel just a very natural, I don't want to say evolution, but a natural move and uh, progress in a certain direction? Yeah, everything kind of, now that I look back, it all kind of ebbed and flowed pretty well with, you know, just it's such a creative city that you just meet somebody that sees your ability to do this and then you end up doing another thing and it was dance that led me into acting um and then acting that kind of um led me into um writing some stuff and then next thing you know I just you just so many people here are so multifaceted that it it's not hard to kind of dive into a little bit of everything just the triple threat is just so strong in nashville it's crazy it's so cool and have you found one that you kind of liked most is is dance always going to be the one thing for you or is is acting now overtaken that is it the writing side is it uh is there one that you enjoy more or feel like you're most creatively uh invested in one or another i feel like acting and ballet definitely um and dance they just kind of I feel like they're always playing a tug of war game at this point. Mm. Um, 
I definitely see acting as my number one now, especially since I made it into the union. That's kind of been like a sign. I always told myself, if I get into SAG, that's how I know that that needs to go at the top of my list. <laughs> and, uh, right. It's just like, here's your sign, right? <laughs> right you know? Exactly. So screen actors girls, I should probably, you know, be a screen actor. Um, but ballet and dance, I just, you do it for 25 years. You, you just can't stop doing that. So, I'll probably always do ballet. I keep up on it as much as I can. I really love it. And I love getting to do dance on film. So anytime I have that opportunity, I take it. I don't even really care what the project is because I just know that I'm going to love it and appreciate it so much. Um, so they, they definitely battle with each other. But I think acting just a little bit is ahead of ballet, and, and it, as it should be at this point. And the the 2017 Middle Tennessee 54-hour film festival, I was intrigued because in St. Louis here, we've got the 48-hour film festival. Why is it 54 hours? So we have two. We do the 48 as well. I did the 48 as well over here. Um, and sorry, and in Tennessee. Um, so the 54, the, it's, it's a little, it's another one that they put on. Um, I know a few different states have their own little ones. And I'm not really sure why why it's 54. And then there's a couple curveballs that they throw in there last minute. Okay. Um, but I know that once I got that award, which I did not expect to get at all. <laughs> <laughs> so once I got that award, I was like, oh, oh, wow. Oh, cool. I had no idea that people, you like me, you really like me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was it kind of opened my eyes to like, Hey, you're good at this. You should work on this craft. So at that point, I think that was probably a huge turning point for me starting to train myself in the craft of acting and taking it more seriously. And we've actually had Kevin Sorbo on the show before. A very nice guy. Uh, you're doing this new movie, the penitent thief with Kevin Sorbo and mm -hmm. James Russo. Yeah. Um, obviously yeah. I kind of, I, I hear from different actors. They learn something new on every set. They're always constantly, uh, obviously honing your craft as you have to do as an actor. What did you learn while on the set of The Penitent Thief, be it from Kevin Sorbo or James Russo, one of the other actors, or just something you learned about yourself while doing this film? So it was kind of like my first real big uh, film that I'd have ever done, you know, with lines. So I was kind of intimidated. Um, this was a few years ago. We've been waiting for this to come out for a while. Mm. And I just kind of learned that... Um, there's, there's like a time to be serious and then a time to just, it's okay to be yourself on set. And I could just feel that they're really comfortable with that. Yeah. I learned to just, you know, read the room, be calm. They had this calm sense to both of them where they knew what they were doing. They knew their place. They knew their characters. And then they knew who they were when they were their characters. So I kind of just really was able to notice that and pay attention to that. Cause I felt like before I was on this very professional set with these two guys, cause they were the only two people I worked in a scene with oh, okay. that, um, yeah. Um, cause a lot of sets I'd worked on before were a little more, a little more manic, um, a little, lots of younger people my age. And, you know, I had done more like background stuff and smaller roles and music videos and it wasn't, you know, but there was something about, you know, they're significantly older than me and have so much more experience than me. Hmm. And there was definitely a sense of like calm professionalism without it being, you know, without it being uncomfortable, no super high expectations. Um, it was just one of the warmest sets. And like you said, Kevin is like the coolest guy. He's so nice. He's such a gentleman. Yeah. And he really loves golf. He just wanted to talk about golf. <laughs> <laughs> Do you play golf? Are you going to play golf now as a result? Did he, did he lure you over into the golf world? <sighs> 
Okay, so I am horrible at golf. It frustrates <laughs> me. I'll drive the little cart around and make everyone drinks all day. Right. That's and see that would be my yeah. role too because I I've I always joke that I played golf and it was frustrating cuz I couldn't get the ball up the hill and through the little windmill thing, so I gave up. That was that was my experience yep. with golf. So <laughs> Oh my god. And obviously also this movie you're playing a historical character. Um, yeah. was there, was everything given to you as far as the script of they, did you do extra research? Cause I would, I, me personally think playing a historical figure, people are going to know about this. You're going to see history buffs come, or at least people, you know, familiar yeah. with, uh, what goes on. So what were you given script wise and what did you kind of do on your own to prepare for this role? We'll pause right there. Come back and continue our chat with actor Adele Pomeranke. Please stand by. Come to me, dance for me, sky dancers, fall for me. They're beautiful. New sky dancers, real flying dancers with magical wings and pretty dresses. Pull their magic star and they twirl and fly. Hey, it's Kevin Sorbo, and you lucky people are listening to Geek to Me Radio. So don't go anywhere because I said so. Welcome back to Geek to Me Radio. We're talking movies right now and talking about movies. There are no better time to see a movie than now when movie theaters are kind of faltering. Things are getting back to normal. Head out. See a movie. No one's making it safer or better for you to go see one than Marcus Theaters and Movie Tavern. Go to the website, marcustheaters.com. You can check out the movies that are currently playing. Find a location close to you. You can even order your concessions online or via their app. And right now, if you do order them. They have a $5 off your concession purchase of $15 or more if you order it online or via the app. Uh, doing it via the app, you can get your tickets right there too, make it more of a contactless experience. But they've got those kickstands on the doors where you can actually put your foot on the door, open the door, and you don't have to touch the door with your hand. Uh, they've sanitized everything above the levels that are expected, and there are great movies playing right now. Uh, the Little Things with Denzel Washington. They've got some retro movies in some locations that are playing, so if you want to go back and see other movies like Smallfoot or Groundhog Day or Remember the Titans, again with Denzel Washington. But uh, new movies are out. Our Friend, which was a fantastic flick. If you get a chance to go see that, check the website, MarcusTheaters.com. Find the Marcus Theaters or Movie Tavern closest to you. See what there is to see and go see a movie. Just make sure you do it at Marcus Theaters or Movie Tavern. Help keep those businesses alive, folks, because we will miss them when they're gone. Hopefully they never go away, but you can make sure that they stick around by supporting them. We work talking with Adele Pomeranke when we took our last break and we asked her about how she prepared. It's always interesting for an actor when you're playing an actual historical figure versus a character that's been written for a particular story. So we asked her how she prepped for this role. So I don't have a lot of lines in it. I'm only in a couple scenes. So I ended up doing a lot of research on my own. Um, I know that I read a lot of different um, scriptures because the Bible has a lot of different translations. And um, I kind of read into Herodias and how it talks about how she's she's really bad and how she's bad and how she's evil and um, she's a harlot and all these things. And I think one scriptures um, basically just said that one definition was that she's just horrible. She's just pure evil, basically. So I even looked into like some art that people have made of her for you know what they believe she looked like. Um, and then I kind of got inspired to dig into other you know, characters that were similar in, like, Greek mythology or, mm. like, you know, di like Disney villains, kind of. You know, just, like, they're bitter, they're vain, they're jaded, but they're also proud of themselves. Yeah. And um, she has, like, sorry, just, like, the sense of being 
totally comfortable in her own skin. Like she knows that people think she's evil, but so what? Hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, modern day TV villains who are played in that ex- exact mm-hmm. same way. So I think it's just that, uh, I-, I guess it's an archetype of a uh, certain kind of quality that a villain has. Uh, this will be uh, streaming again on December 22nd. For those of you listening, uh, the penitent thief with everything you've got going on now that this, uh, you're kind of, getting more into the acting thing. Do you have any desire to direct it all at some point or this kind of like you're comfortable with the acting and the ballet and all the other things you're doing and don't look to take on something else like directing, or is that something that kind of, Hmm, we'll see how that goes as we go down the path here. Right. Um, well, I did direct a few dance projects, the dance mix series I'm making. Okay. Um, so, and those, those are kind of fun. Uh, I kind of had like a whole binder full of different songs I liked and just put choreography to them. And I finally found a way to put them like into something besides just trying to do theater with them, because that can always be difficult to get it into a theater and get people to go into a theater to see this. And doing a dance series on film was an easier way to accomplish this goal. Hmm. So I have started doing that. I did make one during COVID that's, called social distancing it's hashtag social distancing and it's kind of an ode to the mental mental health um it came out um during um i think it was suicide prevention month and uh it was kind of for people mostly for people that their day-to-day schedules got interrupted because of covid Mm -hmm. and so they couldn't um go out of their houses and a lot of people's mental health rely on seeing that same waitress every day at yeah. the restaurant or walking to the mailbox or going to the grocery store to pick up your, you know, favorite fruit or whatever. And they do the same thing every day and that helps their mental health, that regimen. And then that gets taken away from them and it can make it really hard for them. So I felt inspired by that and I did make a dance video on that. And I've been kind of addicted to creating these. I've taken kind of a break. I haven't had any inspiration lately, but I know another one will probably pop up sooner than later. They just kind of come out of nowhere and come together real quick with really, it's usually just me and a DP. And, you know, I'm hoping to get maybe some different dancers to do it. So I just get to direct it. So it's one of the things that uh, I've heard from people during COVID here is that their creative side, you can't shut that off. So it sounds like you are still going to work regardless of whether or not COVID's uh, shutting down major production of everything like that. But you've still got a lot you're doing and that creative aspect of your range is something you can't turn off. Yes. Right. And finding a way to do it in like a smaller way. So like the one I did during quarantine, um, we went out and shot in some very empty places where nobody was cause it was all closed down and it was just me and the DP with our little masks on. And we just, uh, just the two of us made this video and yeah, you're right. It's like, when you have your nine to five or your regular everyday schedule taken away from you that you rely on so much, um, or just survival, basically, it gives you time to sit there with your thoughts and finally decide like, well, who, who am I really, um, what do I really want to do? And then that creative side that you've kind of had to push down to do, you know, the left brain work of, working and making money and paying your bills gets a break. So the right side's like, Oh me, it's my turn. And that's been super true for me and super true for a lot of people I've known that I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. A nice change up for sure. And like we've always said, thank goodness for social media because with zoom and Instagram and Twitter and, and uh, conference calls and things like that, we are able to keep in some form of human contact with other people. Cause I couldn't imagine I going through something like this even 20 years ago. 
Oh my God, can you imagine? Yeah, just like with well, with you know, fifty years ago, without like really any. Yeah, it would just be crazy. Like what? I can't even. I know I'm such. Maybe I'm a little too millennial about it, but I can't. <laughs> I can't imagine not getting to like at least message my sister. Like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> right in the '90s, we could just fax our friends. I guess that'd be what we would, what I had to do was fax them. But it's nice to have instant messaging and all sorts <laughs> oh, of other God, stuff. Yeah. So that's great. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I just hear like the, all those tones on the phone and stuff when you're trying to call somebody and it's like, hey, yeah. hey, instead. And like, <laughs> the, the dial up. Oh, that'd be crazy. <laughs> oh God. So <laughs> Penitent Thief 1222, you said you've got another project, which I assume you mentioned it, but you can't talk about it at this point. Um, you're on right. Instagram yeah. and Twitter, I believe. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. Facebook and TikTok. I don't understand TikTok. So Somebody wants to come help me. Yeah, I can't dance, so I assume TikTok wasn't for me at all. So I'm 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 staying away from that one. But uh, Adele Pomerenke is the website, adelpomerenke.com. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, same handle for those as well. Yes, Instagram's Adele Marie Pomerenke. It's the whole thing there. That's right. You got the um, nickname but you can Amp. Just look up my name, and yeah, you can just look up my name. Yep, Amp. My nickname Amp. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, well, this is exciting. I greatly appreciate your taking the time. Very looking forward to the movie coming out on December 22nd, uh, The Penitent Thief, yeah. alongside Kevin Sorbo thank and James you. Risso. And we'll look forward to keeping up with your career. Thanks so much for your time today. Yeah, thank you. And that's going to do it. My thanks again for our conversation with Adele Pomeranke. We're going to take another quick break, come back and chat with Brian Volkwies, the guy behind the toys that made us and the movies that made us. Talk about his two new projects. Stand by. Bet you're going to love it. Skip it from Tiger Toys. Hi, everybody. This is John Machida Jr., Terrible Testaverde, the Micro Machine Man, also known as Blur. I just want to let you know that you're listening to Geek to Me Radio. Welcome back to Geek to Me Radio. My next guest has been on twice before, where this is the third time, and always a pleasure to talk with someone as knowledgeable and as just interesting as he is with all the projects he does and all the things he gets to work on. Let's get into it. Right now we're talking to Brian Volkweiss, the guy behind the movies that made us, the toys that made us, and now the holiday movies that made us. If you haven't seen this, it's the perfect time to sit down and watch that on Netflix, and of course, a toy store near you. We've got season two dropping Christmas Day. Brian, how are you? I am good. How are you? Doing good. You're you're busy as always. I think you're busier than Santa's elves with all the stuff you've got going on right now. It's crazy. Uh, we uh, to quote Goodfellas, uh, we're having a good summer. <laughs> in, in the worst year in a hundred years, we're having a good summer. So uh, to say we are uh, blessed would be an understatement. Uh, good to hear. So I know the last time we had you on, we were talking about. Uh, a toy store near you this first season was just about to drop and I actually went to a couple of the toy stores here in St. Louis that uh, had been on the show Andy's Toys was one of the ones we'd uh, we visited right away after I talked to you and how has it been received have have they reached out to you since their episodes aired uh, the different stores and what has been the reaction so far I mean the reaction has been in some ways it's exactly what we had hoped for and in other ways, it's even better than that. It's what we had hoped for in that the stores absolutely, you know, have been getting some money, uh, you know, during this crazy 2020. 
but also, you know, our part, a big part of our goal was also to help, you know, get awareness out, not only about the stores, but also uh, about their online component so they could make money even during a, a quarantine. So, uh, I mean, long story short, I mean, many of these stores that were really suffering in April and May and June, a lot of them have told us now, and this has nothing to do with our show. I, just, I don't want to take credit for this. Um, but a lot of the stores have told me they're having the best years they've ever had in their Great. entire history. That's amazing, especially with uh, uh, so many places are going through a second uh, round of lockdowns, like some of the stores you covered in England. Uh, England's going through a second round of lockdowns. Obviously, depending on which state you are here in the U.S., we've had different ways of lockdowns already. So that's good to hear that uh, these stores are picking back up and not going under, because that's one of the things I, I hate to see these brick and mortars, and especially these small businesses, uh, suffer as a result of all this. So that's fantastic news. Yeah, I think what the theory that everybody has is uh, basically everybody thinks that, you know, obviously a lot of people have lost their jobs and a lot of people have been furloughed and taken pay cuts. Um, but a lot of people also have not lost their jobs and have not taken pay cuts. But because of COVID, they haven't been able to go on vacations they haven't been able to, uh, you know, um, what do you call it? Uh, go to fancy dinners and yeah. big dates and stuff like that. So a lot of people actually have money left over, uh, and they've been buying more than ever uh, on at, at, at online stores. That's always helpful. And and some of the uh, I know you're a collector. And you mentioned a couple of these stores that you didn't know about before you did this show. Now you're like, man, if I ever get over there, I'm going to have you, have you splurged? Have you done any online buying with any of these places? And did you pick up anything really cool? Well, I got to admit, I haven't really done any online buying. Uh, I've done something depending on your point of view, either better or worse. I mean, I'll sit there at six in the morning watching rough cuts and I'll be texting the owners of the stores Hey, can I buy this? Hey, can I buy that? <laughs> so if that counts as online, then yes, I'm doing it. It but does. But if it doesn't, uh, then no, I'm not. I- I'd say it counts. <laughs> That's very neat. And you've got, uh, we talked about two at the very beginning of the show, the movies that made us the holiday editions. We've got Nightmare Before Christmas and Elf. Um, I know Disney just did a kind of behind the scenes for like props of certain shows and I love, we watched that one back in, I guess, October, but having this one really just fills in so much more of the detail, uh, the, the way it was made, the painstaking stuff of that stop motion animation. And then Elf, why I had no idea the story, like they tell about James Caan, Jimmy the Dream. Uh, it, was, it was as good as the regular movies that made us, and it's the perfect time to watch them. What decided in your mind we should do a holiday edition, and how did you settle on those two films? So it's a, it's a really interesting, and again, I'm biased, uh, but, um, but uh, it, I mean, we use a, a very, um, it, it's kind of simple, but um, at the same time, I don't know, maybe it's not that simple, but 
I mean, there, it, it really needs to be at least a two-generation movie, if not three or four generations. Okay. A. B, um, there has to be a good story. So, like, you know, a great example is, you know, It's a Wonderful Life. The good news, the making of the movie was a great story. Uh, the, the, the bad news, um, A, there was a three-year-old girl in the movie. Uh, she is the only person still alive right. uh, that worked on the movie. Right. So that's it's kind of hard to make an episode when everybody's dead. And she was three years old, so she doesn't even really know what was going on. <laughs> and then the other problem is, is I'm 44. You know, people my age and older, they love that movie. But the latest generation, maybe even one and a half generations, are not really as fond of the movie. So that's what kind of got that disqualified. Okay. So we're always looking for something that older people and younger people like. And at the same time, um, you know, it has to have a good story. Because sometimes, you know, movies get greenlit, they shoot, they come out, they're a hit. And there's really no problems. And that that's good for them. It's not a very good thing for us to make an episode about. Yeah. Yeah, because we had like the behind the scenes, the drama, what took place. They could only film this location for so long. So yeah, I guess I guess whoever played Zuzu wouldn't really be a font of information in that case. Exactly. And like we said at the very beginning, uh, you're busier than Santa's elves. You're kind of like Santa because you're overseeing this, but you've got an amazing team of elves that helps you put all these projects together obviously yeah i mean i'm i'm a part like i feel like i'm playing with the yankees like for the last four years uh we basically just because we've been so lucky that we've had so many shows get greenlit in that time um i we've been able to keep people you know normally you hire an editor and then they leave and then you get another show greenlit and then you, you try and get that editor back and they're working on something else. So we've been very lucky that because we keep getting shows, I'm knocking on wood right now, because we keep getting shows greenlit, uh, we're able to keep working with the same people over and over again. And I really believe that's helped quality. And that's got to make it very uh, smooth the more projects in you are because it's almost like as you get to work with someone, you know how to kind of work with them. You know, almost develop a shorthand. So it's got to make the work even easier as time goes by with those same people. Yes, that's exactly right. And you know, I just always like mentioning, you know, yes, I'm the spokesman for the show and I get that. But, you know, I, I'm just I'm an elf, too. You know, there's no Santa, you know, with <laughs> with movies that made us Netflix is Santa. Um, so we're we're all uh, we're 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 all in the uh, in Santa's little uh, little attic. Uh, just doing our best to make these shows as entertaining as possible. You know, I think this year of all years, and I think this will unfortunately be true next year too, at least the first half. You know, I, I think it's important to make content that, you know, lets people enjoy an hour here or an hour there if they're dealing with some difficult stuff in their lives. So, yeah, I, um, I, uh, I, hope, I hope people dig what we're making. From from everything I've heard, they definitely are. So kudos to you and your team of elves. <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate that. And so we've got uh, all these projects. You're do you're doing these comedy specials. We talked about those when we first had you on. 
Uh, but you've got these Netflix specials, the 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 toy store near you on Hulu, and I think that's on YouTube as well as Hulu, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but you uh, and Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime as well. There we go. So obviously, the season two you're working on that currently, with with certain restrictions being lifted now here and there. Is it going to change the style or format in the second season, or is it going to be pretty much the same type of uh, storyline? The 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 still the same. They're sending you the footage or anything like that has changed about the second season. We'll stop for another quick commercial break. Come back and continue our chat with Brian Volquis. Please stand by. Hi, this is Neil Ross, the voice of a plethora of animation and game characters. One of them would be the Green Goblin in Spider-Man, who reminds you... You're listening to geek to me Radio! Welcome back to geek to me Radio. This show would not be possible without the support of our sponsors. Sponsors like our premier sponsor, the City of St. Charles, the Greater St. Charles Convention and Visitors Bureau, which has been with us since the very beginning. We started the show back in 2016, August of 2016, and they have the first ones to jump on board and say, yes, let's do this. And they've been with us ever since. A great place to visit. They've been with me for almost five years now. But my gosh, the city just celebrated their 250th anniversary. So you can imagine the rich history there is down there. They just wrapped up their Christmas Traditions Festival, which I think was the 45th year this year of doing that kind of festival. There's always something going on in historic St. Charles, and that's why it's such a destination place. People come from all over the world, I'm not even kidding, for Christmas traditions, uh, the Legends and Lanterns, the Sister Festival for Halloween. Uh, They've got all sorts of events, special events. They've got world-class accommodations if you want to come and stay and just kind of hang out, spend a week, get out of the house for a while now that things are returning to normal and looking for something to do, something to see if you're here in St. Louis. Want to go someplace new? If you haven't been to St. Charles, then you need to go see it. Check out the website, discoverstcharles.com, for more information. Plan your trip. See what there is to see. And just go and enjoy. We always say it's an historically good time. And I stand by that statement. Check out the website once again, discoverstcharles.com, to plan your trip now. Before we took that last break, we were talking with Brian Volkways about uh, Season 2 of A Toy Store Near You and how... Okay, now that we're kind of coming out of this pandemic, has season two changed from the way season one was? You know, one of the things we did in season one that, uh, you know, I, I'm still glad I did it, but we got a lot of criticism on it, was I re- it was probably about 65% toys, 35% COVID. Uh, and uh, not just, I mean, not like COVID, COVID, but like, you know, the ramifications of these small businesses, uh, you know, fighting to stay open, which was very true in April, May, and June. Yeah. Um, We got a lot of criticism, uh, or I should say uh, notes, in quotes. Uh, We got a lot of notes that said, uh, hey, I'm already really depressed about COVID. I I was really hoping for a show about toys. (laughs) So in season two, um, it's probably 90% toys, 10%. The, the trials and tribulations of 2020. See, I, I didn't mind that because I kind of like seeing that human story behind these people who are who own these business and the, the passion they put into it. And they're, they're workers who were 
with them there on the front line. So I, I maybe it just maybe that didn't bother me, but I guess uh, I guess it, more toys is never a bad thing either. So there, there's that. Yeah, and I mean, I never, you know, I'm not going to sit here and make a show based on criticism and comments on Facebook, but you hear the same exact note from hundreds of people. You know, you're an idiot not to take it seriously. Sure. And, you know, I, you know, I, I, I'm not one of these filmmakers that's like, I'm not making movies and TV shows and stuff for myself. I, I only do things that I'm excited about. Don't get me wrong, but I, I really want people to enjoy it. So we definitely changed that a little bit. And with everything else you've got going on, besides those, uh, the, obviously we want people to go to Netflix and we want them to watch the holiday movies that made us because they're both brilliant. Uh, and the toy store near you, but were there, were there any other projects you've got that you are, uh, still kind of in the background on the back burner as it will, are we getting a, another season of the movies that made us or anything else like that, uh, that you're focused on or kind of have simmering. So we're, we have 10 episodes of movies that made us, uh, in production right now, all of which are coming out in 2021. So that's that's going on. Um, we have another show uh, for Disney Plus coming out called Behind the Attraction. We're partnered with uh, Dwayne Johnson and his company Seven Bucks. Uh, so that's coming out in Q1. Uh, and we got some other stuff coming too. Uh, I can't really talk about yet, but uh, some pretty cool stuff. But it is not. Uh, we have not been authorized to go public. Gotcha. Understood. And with you being obviously the movie connoisseur that you are, you know how the sausage is made on a lot of these because you you do movie making, you're behind the scenes, all these uh, production on these projects and things like that. With the news coming out lately of Warner Brothers wanting to do direct release on demand and the same time they do theaters, in in your opinion, uh, you've got some, you know, clout, you know kind of how things work. Do you think this is going to ultimately hurt the way we see movies just fundamentally change it uh do you think it's gonna be bad for movie theaters what do you what's your take on this uh whole situation you know to be honest with you i i think it's very bad for movie theaters uh and i think it's very good for the studios and the audience um i mean listen I, i'm a big history buff so i mean when sound came out everybody thought it was bad uh, when TV came out, everybody thought it was bad. When uh, uh, VHS came out, everybody thought it was bad. So it, 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 technology, it, as it relates to content, it's always moving forward. Yeah. Um, like I said, I feel bad about this, but it's, it's very bad for the theaters, but... I, I do believe it's good for the studios. And I, I mean, listen, look at Disney's stock. Yeah. You know, they have not been able to put out movies. Uh, two of their parks are completely closed. The remaining parts are partially closed. And their stock price is the highest it's ever been in their history. What does that tell you? Yeah, it's, 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 I'm, I'm a movie theater guy. I love going to the movie theaters. And I don't think... Like there are people who are saying, well, the movies are going to go away. The movie theaters will just go away. I don't see that happening because there are so many people who do like going out to the theater. It's kind of an experience. 
um, and that can't be recreated with the best theater system at home. So I don't think it's ever going to go away. It's, I think it's going to change, but I just don't see the brick and mortar theaters completely going away. Even from a nostalgic standpoint, people will still like to go because uh, we've seen that with them now showing old movies without the slate of big budget studio films coming out of in uh, in 2020. So I, I think it'll be definitely interesting how, moving forward, but if, if they can find a way to survive, I don't think they're going to go away completely. I, I hope not. I really, really hope not. I mean, my, my favorite thing to do my entire life has been to go to the movies. So I, I, I hope you're right. I really do. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's one of those things, like I said, I, I always say on my show, I feel like going to the movie theater, it's almost sacrosanct. You're in the dark room. You can't like they, uh, they've, uh, you've probably seen it on Twitter. People playing that, uh, theater clip from when a bunch of people are watching Avengers Endgame on opening night. And when the hammer flies up and Captain America gets it and the crowd goes crazy, you can't recreate that even with 20 of your best friends in your living room with the best sound system and everything else. So hopefully that kind of experience is going to what people remember and they're going to want that again uh, when the pandemic passes and we do get theaters back on their feet. Uh, Agreed. Agreed. I I really hope you're right. So with all the projects you've got working on, we've talked about these. uh, What, what have you found? What has gotten you through 2020? Has it been just the constant stream of work you've got going? Has there been uh, something that you've purchased lately that you're excited about? What's uh, what's like highlights for 2020 for you? We'll pause right there. Take our last break come back and wrap up our talk with brian volkwies please stand by these are the holiday movies that made us yo joe hi this is mary mcdonald lewis and i was the voice of lady J on gi joe hi this is bill ratner i'm the voice of flint on gi joe and listening to geek to me radio Welcome back. Our final segment here on Geek to Me Radio. Just a quick reminder also, make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at geek to me Radio, and make sure you like the Facebook page, facebook.com slash geek to me Radio. You can find us on YouTube so you never miss an episode. Some of you might be listening to this on Anchor or Spotify or wherever you get them from Apple Podcasts. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. That actually helps us out. Another great way to help us is with Amazon Affiliate. If you go and click through the link on our website and just shop Amazon as you normally would, we get a very small finder's fee off whatever you buy. So if you're buying Funko Pops, if you're buying the latest Doctor Who Sonic Screwdriver, if you're buying a lawnmower, whatever you get on Amazon, if you click through from our link at geek to me Radio, we do get a small percentage of that, and that does help with the show. So we thank you for doing that, for following us, subscribing, for staying with us uh, for oh, coming up on five years here in August. It's very exciting. Another thing that's exciting is talking to this guest. We've got Brian Volkwies, and right before we took that break, we were chatting with him about uh, what's helped him personally make it through 2020. Well, I mean, 2020 was very interesting because, you know, I, for example, like I typically fly four to eight times a month. So if you had told me on January 1st that I would be putting my kids to bed, 10 months in a row, <laughs> I would have said you were smoking crack, you know, like right. it's that crazy to me. I, I never thought anything like that would ever happen to me. So, I mean, I had lunch with my family every day. So 
I, I mean, I, I never had long shoes. Like, my wife would bring my kids to work, like, once every month or every two months. You know what I mean? So I went from having lunch with my kids maybe six times a year uh, to having lunch with my kids uh, 200 times this year. Nice. So in a weird way, despite a lot of the bad things and weirdness from 2020, like, that was a real blessing and to be honest with you, uh, even though I really have not been able to go to toy stores, uh, I have bought more sh- more more this year uh, than any other year in my entire life. <laughs> That's yeah. I, I've I've actually toned it down, uh, just work wise and having to kind of keep things in a certain balance. I'm not sure where things are going going forward, but I, I I have made the occasional purchase that I don't think I would have done had I been going out and buying little things here and there. So it kind of it's a trade off. Exactly. I mean, uh, yeah, I, this, this, this has been a great year for my collection, uh, and a very bad year for my wallet. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it'll definitely be 2020 will definitely be something we all look back on and, uh, we'll be glad that we got through it. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we've got, if you're, if you're currently looking for something to watch, the holiday movies that made us, I can't recommend that highly enough, and you can always go back and watch the movies that made us if you didn't catch up on those, the toys that made us. A toy store near you is already out season one. Season two drops Christmas Day, so it'd be like Christmas morning for uh, those of us who were excited for that and get to see that. Where can people keep up with you online, uh, social media, websites, things like that, if people want to follow you, Brian? Um, pretty much Instagram and Facebook. Um yeah, I, I mean, Insta- yeah, Instagram and Facebook is, uh, is, is, is definitely the right, the right place. Perfect. And I noticed there's, there's a Toys That Made Us account on Twitter. I didn't see that it was verified, if I, I could be mistaken, but is that actually someone doing it for you guys, or do you, does the company, does Nassale run that one themselves? So that's us. We manage that account, okay. but... I, yeah, that's a good account, but I mean, I think the exact same account is on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. So we're, we're on, we're pretty much on, Toys is on everything except TikTok, I believe. Perfect. (laughs) Well, we'll definitely keep up with you. Uh, Happy holidays. So glad you got to come on the show again. Uh, Brian Volkways, thanks so much for your time. Thank you for having me back, man. I always appreciate being asked back. Anytime. Like I said, you, you got something else coming up next in 2021. Let us know. We'd love to hear about it. Will do. Thank you. Thank you. Stay warm. You too. That's going to do it. Another show in the books. Thanks again to both my guests, to Del Pomeranke and to Brian Volquist. Thank you to Joey V for always making this show sound excellent. I would not be doing what I am at this very moment if it was not for his constant help. Thank you to all my listeners for listening and subscribing and finding us on YouTube and sharing us and liking us for with your friends and uh, letting everyone know about Geek Me Radio. We do appreciate that as well. Until next week, my friends. It's not in the way you watch I sound be. It's not in the way you watch the flash. It's not in the way you love Scotty Young Arts. It's not in the That's our show. Oh! This is Geek Me Radio. 
you, Bethlehem. Good night. Hi, this is James Enstall, host of Geek Me Radio, and in honor of my favorite Themyserian, I've decided to become an Amazon warrior. Hera, give me strength. The next time you want to buy something from Amazon, go to geektomeradio.com first and click on our Amazon affiliate link. Simply shop like you normally would, and when you check out, a small percentage will go towards supporting the show. So remember, the next time you want to search Amazon for the latest Wonder Woman graphic novel or part